Okay, welcome to Real College Talk. My name is Morgan, and this is my beautiful and lovely friend, Shelby Glaser. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. I am so excited to have Shelby on. Um, Shelby just recently graduated from University of Nevada, Reno, mm -hmm. here in our hometown. Yes. Um, and Shelby and I have come to be such close friends. I'm truly so grateful to have you in my life, and I'm so glad to have her onto the podcast because I think she just has so much to share in terms of what it's been like to go through college, yeah. how things have changed and evolved, and how it's made you who you are today, and, yeah. and also you know how it's maybe different from what you envisioned when you were in high school. Mm -hmm, totally. Um, so I think this is going to be a great episode. We're going to keep it real, and I am so excited to dive into your story, shall we? Hey, so thank, thank you, you so much Thanks for, for having me. Here. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, as we're getting started, can you just tell us, tell us a little bit about where you're at right now? Mm -hmm. You just graduated mm -hmm. like a few weeks ago. Um, a month and a half ago. A month and a half ago. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. We graduated at the same time. It was like <laughs> a long time ago now. Okay. What's it, what's it been like? Yeah. Um, graduated life is awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> First of all, it's been such a relief to just be able to focus on one thing. Um, mm -hmm. I was working full time my whole senior year of college um, on top of going to school full time, which is exhausting and entirely possible, but it's exhausting. Um, so it's nice to be able to put all of my energy and all of my focus into one thing um, and be able to know that I'm putting my best foot forward into something instead of kind of splitting myself up of giving 75% energy here or 50% energy here. Yeah. Um, so that's been yeah. really, really freeing and also like being able to take care of myself of sleeping and, you know, getting back into the habits I want to do yes. and eating right and exercising have been really big for me. So, yeah. but college is great. Yeah. <laughs> that's not to say that college isn't great, but it's nice to to kind of have lived through that and be able to use those experiences to where I'm at now, so. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. And Shelby has so much, so so many exciting things going on yes. in the world. Yeah. You're engaged. I'm engaged. I'm getting married. I'm getting married <laughs> in July of next year, July right? of next year, Okay, yes. so in like a year. Yeah. We'll have to watch this episode. Yeah. There now. we go. Um, so exciting. Shelby, tell us about, so you're working here, we're at a coffee shop right now. You're working at a coffee bar right uh -huh. now. How did your degree prepare you for that? Did you know what you wanted to be doing? Like what, Yeah. how has like college kind of shaped you in terms of your like trajectory going forward? So that kind of goes back a long way. Um, <laughs> I went into college wanting to be an interior designer. So I was going to double major in interior and graphic designs and minor in business. I've known for a long time. I wanted to own my own business. I wanted to work for myself. Um, but I thought it was in the design world. Okay. And then I took a design class with a terrible professor and I changed my <laughs> mind completely. But it was fine because right around that same time, um, I started I got coffee every week with my best friend because we were going to different schools at the, at the time. Um, got coffee every week with her. I didn't love coffee at the time. It was mm -hmm. more just a way to catch up and we would spend four hours in coffee shops and just kind of hop from coffee shop to coffee shop, whether it was Starbucks, you know, for a while or the more local specialty shops or whatever. And I fell in love with the community vibe of the coffee shop and everything that a coffee shop has to offer, um, kind of disregarding the coffee part of it. So oh. it's just more of the shop part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the more I hung out in coffee shops, the more I started, I went from, you know, a mocha and a vanilla latte to like a coffee with cream and sugar until like, all of a sudden I was drinking black coffee black and I was like, coffee. how did I yes, get here? But, yes. So I, that anyway, started my love for coffee and the coffee industry. Um, but 
it started with the love of coffee shops and so I, mm. I kind of decided I was like you know what I want to own a coffee shop I want to yeah. create an environment where people feel safe and they have this space to come connect with people and have relationships and um, get to know different people in their community or just even their friends or whatever it may be because that was the biggest thing for me is it was a relationship builder for me so I decided then I was like you know what screw this whole design thing I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna own my own coffee shop um, wow. which is kind of the backwards way of doing things um, because I decided that and then started drinking coffee but, um, <laughs> So, yeah, so the first few years of college, I did nothing to do with coffee. Um, And then I, so really quick story, we can touch on this in a little bit, but I transferred from Sac State Mm -hmm. um, up to the University of Nevada. And when I first transferred up, I came to this place, um, Coffee Bar, and I knew the second I walked in, I was like, I'm going to work here one day. Like, you, I'm telling you, I'm going to work here one day. (laughs) Um, And it was two years later that I uh, kind of left a, an unfulfilling job before that had a bunch of different life transitions and then applied to work here is actually like one of the only places I applied and I was really consistent wow. and like going in of like hey I really want to work here like how can I work here and here we are and I've progressed so much they've made me a coffee lead I've learned so much I got to go to Guatemala on yeah. an origins trip and I'm helping manage and run admin stuff here now so it's just been like a dream come true so so yeah, that's kind of how I got into coffee, um, and a fun little story from my change from design into business. Yeah, but, yeah. So anyway, I got my degree in business management and a minor in economics. Okay. Um, and I think that as just as much as I have been able to apply the things that I learned um, through my education to the workplace, mm-hmm. I've I've been able to comprehend better my education through my work experience. Yeah, um, okay. So just actual management, actual people management, right. actually working with people and getting to um, help lead them and how to become the best version of themselves yep. as employees has really helped me to understand the business management side of things educationally better than I would have had I just learned about it wow. through school. So it's been like a very mutually beneficial, like yep. I'm learning kind of, but I'm also learning real life stuff. So mm. yeah so good and like you came upon your passion for coffee not like in the classroom yeah I think so often especially going through high school and like I you know you obviously ran into this as you got into college but like oftentimes we get so focused on what we're learning from the textbook that we forget to like be people outside of the classroom Mm -hmm. and that's where like you discover your true passion and what you ultimately want to do and yet you can still go back and you know get your business degree get the credentials that you need in order to follow that path um can you talk a little bit about was it ever challenging like when I'm kind of experiencing this right now my gap year when you're like learning so much in work and you're so fulfilled and excited by that then having to go back to school was that ever a challenge for you yeah it was very frustrating for a long time of um, people saying like how's school going what are you learning and it's like nothing I'm not learning anything I'm going to school and I'm sitting in these lectures and I'm hearing people talk about business like they know anything which they do because they're very credentialed people but then I go into work and I see that these theories don't always Mm. play into practice and you know being in business and being a good leader and a good manager has so much more to do with how you interact with people and yeah. what specific people need that you don't manage everybody the same way yeah. different people need different things they need different amounts of attention or different affirmations or whatever it may be that these theories you can learn them and you can memorize them right. but 
they don't always apply. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was frustrating for a long time of being like, you know what, I'm learning more in my workplace and I'm learning more from my coworkers than I'm really learning from from my professors. So just being able to realize that, like, there's a time and a place for both and that your professors have really great information and, you know, they've studied a lot of this. Oftentimes the best professors have done a lot of the things that they actually teach about Mm -hmm. um, and those are the best professors. Yes. But knowing that there's value in what you learn in the classroom, but there's just as much, if not more value, of what you learn in the real world. Wow. So, yeah. Mm. Super good. You mentioned, like, a couple things that I want to, like, circle back on. Yeah. Especially for anyone listening is, like, number one, when your professors have actually, like, worked in the field that you're interested in. Like, colleges talk about this. Like, so, if you are looking for schools or if you are currently at a school, like, you can find out this information. Like, Mm -hmm. you can find out which professors have actually, like, you know, gathered real-world career experience, and that is huge. Yeah. Um, And then number two, taking what you learn and, like, actually applying it. So, obviously, it was worth it to you to work and go to school at the same time. Yeah, and I think that that's something that, personally, I'm really passionate about is... um, it's frustrating for me when people um, go to school and don't have a job at the same time just because like school is so important and Mm -hmm. when you are in school it should be your top priority it always was my top priority even though I was working right but at the same time so much of what you learn while you're going to school and so much of the the benefits that I got out of school came from working at the same time Mm, it wasn't necessarily just what I was learning in the classroom but it was learning um, what you learn in your workplace but also learning how to balance that and how yeah. to balance school and work and having your a social life and a personal life and taking care of yourself like all of those things together are so important that you are not going to be able to get as much out of just going to school yeah. as you will going to school and working I mean that's a personal opinion of mine mm-hmm. but I, I saw that with a lot of people that I knew of of them working and not going to school and then they, they get out of school and they're like so so what do I do yeah. or they're learning a lot of the stuff a lot of stuff kind of the hard way that people who got to work and go to school they they learned earlier on and right. kind of put them ahead of the game in a way once they graduated if they have this work experience behind them they have um interpersonal relationship experience that's going to take them yeah. a lot farther mm-hmm. than just having your nose in a book for four years so yeah. No, that's so, like, so many, uh, some of the other students that I know who just recently graduated from UNR who have kind of, like, seemed to be, like, really amazing students, maybe yeah. super involved on campus, but now, like, just knowing them personally, they're having a really hard time, yeah. like, after graduation, mm-hmm. and, like, you have just, like, leapt into it seamlessly, yeah. and that is, like, so amazing to see. So, um, okay, I know I def- we definitely need to circle back to this. Yes. You did not see yourself coming to Nevada, did you? No. Okay, no. Can you, like, That's a fun story, yeah. Tell us the story of high school Shelby mm-hmm. and how, how she found her way. Yeah, high her school her Shelby was so fun. <laughs> um, I'm very, I'm 180 degrees different than what I was in high school, so that's been a fun learning experience. But um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I had this idea, this, you know, perfect vision of, of what college looked like for me. And for me personally, it was going to a four-year private Christian university mm-hmm. in Southern California. Um, I'm from Northern California, so it was just a nice little eight-hour yeah, trip away from my perfect. parents. Yeah, perfect. Living by the ocean, you know, mm-hmm. deepening my faith because I'm forced to at a university. Yeah. Um, and along with learning all of these things, kind of outside of that. And when it came time to apply to colleges, I applied to my top two private Christian university colleges. Um, got into both of them, 
and then I applied to UC Davis as you know a backup mm -hmm. and I, I applied to Sac State as like my backups backup mm -hmm. um thinking like it's silly I'm even applying to Sac State I'm never gonna go there I'm not gonna need it but I guess I should just in case so got accepted into all of these schools and it was exciting and nerve-wracking and I was you know already like imagining this life in Southern California for myself mm -hmm. and then I had this conversation with my parents that should have been had you know years or months okay. in advance where they told me hey we are not in a position where we can pay for your college and that's going to be on you on you on your shoulders and I was like wow that's... and this happened after you got in it happened around the time I was okay. applying and getting accepted yeah okay. And I don't know why I necessarily expected them to do that. I think I think I expected them to pay for my college because it's the idea of going to college. Yeah. Is um, that's the the thing that's so glamorized about right. college is you know kids go off and get to go to college and don't have to worry about paying for it because there is either scholarships or their parents' money and that's not always the case. Mm -mm. Um, no, and it's if you, that's you and that's your parents are able to do that, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Don't ever take that for granted because that's an amazing blessing. But um, for a lot of us, we don't have that opportunity um and so it was just kind of like this reality check of i cannot personally take on two hundred thousand dollars in loans if i go to four years at one of these private colleges um and that was something that my dad was very adamant about of like you cannot start your life two hundred thousand dollars in debt for a bachelor's degree yeah. you know maybe if it's for uh, a graduate level degree then it would make more sense but just for a four-year degree like that's gonna put you so far behind in life that it would just not be worth it. And I was right. like, you know what? Like, unfortunately, it's true. And it was heartbreaking yeah. for me. I was like so heartbroken of just this was my dream for so long that I had built it up so much in my head. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, just like everything came crumbling down. And I was like definitely kind of in this like weird, depressed stage of like I've worked my butt off. I graduated with a 4.2 GPA. I had great test scores, you know, all for these great colleges and yeah. everything. And then there was this reality check and I... I ended up going to Sac State, you know, my backups backup, because yep. even Davis was too expensive. Um, but so I went to Sac State and I lived at home that year and it was a really hard year. Um, I was, it was an hour each way from school and home. Wow. I was working four days a week, um, full t so mostly full time, I guess okay. it was more part time, but mostly full time on top of my studies. Wow. Um, and I was also doing martial arts at the time, so just like had a lot of that stuff going on and it didn't leave me any time to make friends at school because mm. uh, I was driving there and then going to class and driving yeah. home because um, I didn't have time for anything else so okay. I was very lonely um, but mm. it was a really good experience all around I was in the honors program so they pushed me um, harder than I had thought I would be pushed mm -hmm. they expected more out of me which was a really great experience um, just because I, I am personally like very self-motivated, but yeah. having those professors say like, hey, I know you can do better and I know you can do more is very um, inspiring. So mm. that was cool. But yeah, I learned a lot about myself and I kind of had this like idea of like, well, I'm stuck here for the next four years. I might as well just like grin and bear it kind of yeah. thing. And um, I had a friend at the time who was going to Nevada and I came up to visit him a few times and I fell in love with Reno and I fell in love with the school. And um, there was just this like sense of home that I had never felt anywhere else, um, that I felt here. And I was like, you know what? I have the ability to transfer. I'm not stuck, I'm not a rock. You know, wow. I can move around, I can do whatever I want. So Nevada, um, the price of college here is so much cheaper than anywhere in California, yeah. even, even out of state technically. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I told my parents, I was like, you know what, 
I'm not happy where I'm at and I have the power to change that and I'm thinking about moving to Nevada and they were super supportive they're like of course you know if you, this is what you want so I was able to pay most of my schooling for my freshman year my first year living at home I was able to pay it out of pocket um, so that was less debt for me yeah. and then moved up to Nevada and it's just been a roller coaster ever since yeah. it's not the private Christian experience yeah. that I my envisioned but um, at the same time it's been more than I could have dreamed right and I've grown so much and I've met so many incredible people and here I am marrying somebody that I yes. met in school oh and gosh. in an incredible community in mm-hmm. an incredible church mm-hmm. um, just surrounded by people who love me and care for me in a way that I didn't ever think was possible yep. because I just didn't have it so, yeah yeah so basically not everything works out how you imagined it but everything works out how it's supposed to be yeah and oftentimes how it does work out is so much better than yes. what, you, what you could have imagined. So much better. Yes. And, like, but I just want to, like, acknowledge you for, like, taking those, like, leaps when you had to yeah. do it. Like, moving to another state. Like, <laughs> By yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's when hard. you say the word, like, transfer to a high schooler, it's, like, like what? No. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to make a decision where I don't have you, to transfer. Yeah, like, I thought right. the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But, like when you feel called to do something that resonates with you that you know will make you happy like sometimes that can be scary but like obviously you made the right choice Mm -hmm. and it's super exciting (laughs) so often we get so set on where we're gonna get accepted to yeah and so often like because I had these conversations with my peers when we were going through the college app process I was like wait like you realize it's not about like where you get accepted to like it's where you go yeah like like there's yeah. this whole like process like you can get that acceptance letter and post it on your instagram but there's a whole series of decisions that and factors yeah. that come in after that and so for anybody listening i hope you you take from this that like yes set your sights on those schools like mm-hmm. work hard for them mm-hmm. but be sure you're aware of of the logistics of getting yeah, there too totally. because then like it just it hurts to set those expectations super high and to and then kind of be yeah like that must have been so painful it was for you. it was yeah like i said it was heartbreaking it was really hard for me yeah um kind of going off of that my sister she's two years younger okay so i had just moved up to nevada by the time mm-hmm. she was graduating and um starting to look into where she wanted to go to yep. school and whatnot and my sister is way smarter than i am she got you know nearly perfect sat scores and all this you know cool stuff um and she told me she's like you know what I want to apply to Stanford just to see if I could get in like I wouldn't actually go but I want to apply just to see and I was like that's it's cool because you know like that's a dream of everybody yeah. is to be smart enough or you know whatever enough mm-hmm. to get into a school like that but I was like Becky you have to be realistic like at the end of the day that's a $70 application yep. that is unnecessary and when you if you get that acceptance letter it's going to be heartbreaking to say you know what I got in but I can't go to Stanford yeah. or I can't go for me it was John, 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 blah, 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 <laughs> Johns Hopkins or wherever it might be right. like, there's that heartbreaking like reality of like I put so much work into this application yep. I hours of essay writing and you know my heart and soul into this and to just know like at the end of the day like that it's not going to pan out for yeah. you is exhausting. It's really exhausting. So yeah. just like be realistic in that and, and not um, not applying for schools that are out of what, like you said, logistically out of reach for you mm-hmm. or where you wouldn't actually want to end up. Like yeah. if you like the school but you don't like the city or the mm-hmm. state, like you're still going to have a miserable time. Yes, so. like you will be a better student if you are happy like yes. where you are at. Yeah. Like you saw it. My yeah. gosh. So, um, yeah, I, I've heard that before, I, from a lot of my peers as well. Like, oh, I'll just apply to see if I get in. But, like, 
there's someone else out there who's applying who really wants to go. Yeah. And, like, if you get in, like, that's all, that's kind of like shoving them out for at least, you know, unless they're waitlisted and things like that. So, like, and it's your time. Like, your time is valuable. That's time that you could spend pouring your heart into another application to a school that you could really see yourself going to for the next four years of your life that yeah. will launch you into this whole set of experiences. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk about your experience here at UNR. Yeah. Um, what, you know, what do you think are the, are the greatest things that that experience has given to you? Was it, was it the classes? Was it the, like, did you really resonate with the school environment there? Was it just the people that were, you were, you were surrounded by? Like, what was your general take on like college? man it's so much yeah um, it's it's really question, interesting but... to me because when I think about my college career mm -hmm. I find myself thinking about the three years here in Nevada and I kind of forget that there was a fourth year back yeah, there somewhere wow. mm -hmm. um, so I think mm -hmm. a lot of the college experience that I have chalked up for myself is within these last three years and that's not a bad thing because I have grown more in these three years than in any other time in my wow. life um, and I think that, that was kind of more the the biggest takeaway Classes were cool. People were cool. Reno is awesome. I yeah. love Reno. Um, but ultimately, what marks my college career is the personal growth that I experienced. Mm -hmm. um, and it was hard. And yeah. it was exhausting. And yeah. there were a lot of breakdowns that I had. And there were a lot of times that I doubted where I was or why I was doing what I was doing. Or, you know, if I was, if I made the right decision in picking this job or living in this place or whatever it may be. Um, but ultimately, through all of those decisions, I have grown so much that... I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't yeah. take any of it back. Um, even the really hard seasons, yeah. like, you know, they, they grow you into mm -hmm. a better person and a more understanding person, a more loving person, somebody who's more resilient to change and to heartache and all of these things. So that's been the biggest thing for me. Um, Do you feel like it was like your faith that really pulled you through at yeah. that time? Because I know just, you know, some of the people I know in college right now are going through those same, you know, tough decisions and self-doubt yeah. and that can be really kind of paralyzing yeah at times um what what were some of the things that helped you to get through those times yeah I think for me first of all being a Christian in college is extremely difficult mm -hmm. um just in general and yeah. I think that that goes beyond just being Christian it's more of holding values mm -hmm. in college is very difficult because yeah. There are so mm. many different people and there are so many different things that are going to be challenging mm. those values and yeah. saying, well, why do you think that? Well, why do you believe that? You know, or even looking down on you for having those values. Mm. Um, and it, it can get to you a little bit of like, you know, why? You're, you're right. Like, why do I? Yeah. Like, why don't I just go do what everybody else is doing? Or why don't I just, you know, make this decision because it's easier or because, you know, everybody else says that I'll have more fun doing it or whatever mm. it may be. So, um, yeah, my faith definitely took a little bit of a hit um, mm. coming into college. I think the first you know year and a half or so was really hard, yeah. and um, I got plugged into a church. I made it a priority when I first moved up to have a church, and then it just kind of wasn't a priority anymore. Um, and not that I ever necessarily lost my faith, but I made a lot of decisions because of the people I was hanging out with, yeah. um, and not because of who I was. Mm -hmm. And I found out later on that that was. I did grow from it, so I don't regret yeah. any of that, but um, there was a lot of it that was like, you know, knowing who I am, mm -hmm. I would not have made those decisions. Right. So, yeah, so I kind of just like really refound and like dove into my faith and my values um, right before my senior year, and 
you know, made it a really big commitment and it was hard. I lost a lot of friends, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people in my life who were really big in my life and our values didn't align. They mm-hmm. walked away and it hurt for a little bit of realizing yeah. that, you know, I'm losing people because I'm standing up for what I believe in and I'm standing up for what is best for me. And that's the biggest thing is what's best for you. Yeah. But then I found a new community and I have incredible people in my life now mm-hmm. who are so supportive and loving and who I know always have my back and yeah. who I know are not going to walk away for petty reasons. Um, so yeah, so just really like recommitting to my values and knowing why I believe what I believe and um, that those are important to me and for my own growth and my own happiness was a major shift. Um, and it was hard to hold on to those for a long time, and that's yeah. why I struggled with it is, you know, you're around all of these new things in college and new people from new cultures that you've never experienced, bringing new um, ideas and experiences into it. And mm-hmm. it's like, cool, I want to experience those, those things too. And to a degree, that's really good. And it's yeah. really healthy to, to understand other people better and to um, kind of have a more open mind to a lot of different things, um, as long as you're not sacrificing who you are. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So good, so good. Like I, because I'm imagining for myself when I go into college next year, and really for anybody, like the temptation is to just want to belong, like yes. from the get go, to yes. want to make all the friends, have all the amazing experiences, and mm-hmm. like you said, sometimes that can come at the sacrifice of like who you are, and that's the last thing you want to lose when you go into college. Like that's something to find, and it's not necessarily, like ha- it is a balance, I'm sure, between having an open mind mm-hmm. and still staying true to who you are or, yeah. or those values at least yeah um so um especially you know to my fellow seniors who have a summer or more before you go to school um I would really encourage you to like get clear on what those values are yeah, totally. and like what do you want to explore and experience in college but like also like what kind of person do you want to be throughout those experiences um what are you not willing to sacrifice um because just like your experience, you know, a lot of things change, your career, mm-hmm. like your career path, what you envisioned yeah. for yourself totally changed. That's incredible. Like that's mm-hmm. amazing and that's supposed to happen, but you also drew closer to what's most important to you. Yeah. And I think another thing that's really important to realize is, is there's this glamorized version of the college experience mm-hmm. where you go to school and everybody's immediately your friend and you're going to parties every weekend and you're having the time of your life and school is kind of a secondary thought it's like that's Mm. not reality like there's there is a college experience but it's not what is shown in movies and on tv and if you go searching for that specific experience you will be very disappointed Mm. um and it's just easier to avoid that altogether and to really say i want to experience these things specifically and search out those those ways to experience that whether it's getting involved in clubs or you know meeting new people who have a different mindset than you that you want to understand better or you know getting involved in church or getting involved in whatever it is that you want to Mm -hmm. but realizing that college is not what is portrayed and that ultimately when you are in school you're in school to learn Mm -hmm. and it's not about the parties and it's not about all having all of the friends or it's not about you know the sorority or the fraternity or whatever it may be you are in school to learn and you are Mm -hmm. in school to get an education and that should always come first um and a lot of those things will follow naturally when you focus on your studies and and the fact that you are in school to learn so Mm -hmm. Mm. so good (laughs) so good such good advice shelby thank you so much i would like what 
if you could give one piece of advice mm. to someone who's just about to go into college, I feel like you've just spilled so much wisdom out to anyone who's listening. But if you could distill it down to one thing that maybe you wish you would have known mm-hmm. um, when you were going in, what do you think that might be? I would say have high hopes. Mm. Don't put a limit on how much you hope to get or how much you hope to experience. Mm. Have high hopes, but don't have high expectations. Because if you have high expectations and somewhere along the line they don't get met, it's going to really um, put a damper on your whole experience. Mm. So go in enthusiastic and excited and hopeful um, and then just be open-minded to whatever comes along the way um, and not holding so fast to what you are ingrained to think about what college is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And also, do you think it's important to have high expectations for yourself when you go into college? I know for a lot of people it's a culture shock, like especially, you know, strong students like yourself at high school, they get to college and it's like hard for once so that like. was actually that was something I experienced too I was like I went I got through high school so easy it yeah was, you know like I said I graduated with a really high GPA great test scores all this stuff and mm-hmm. I'm like at the top of my class and I felt so I was like I'm so smart blah 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 and then I got to college and I was like I'm so mediocre like <laughs> I you know I am among people who are just naturally way more gifted than me wow and that was kind of a, a little ego shock a little mm. bit but at the same time it's a really great opportunity to say, hey, these people are the top of the top of what I'm around. And I think that's mm-hmm. always going to be the case of yep. like, you think you're the top and then you get into school or a job or a community and you realize you're not. But using that as um, as a way to improve yourself, mm-hmm. of, of, I see what they're doing and I see their successes and I want that for myself and allow it to push you towards, um, towards finding that for yourself is really big. But don't be discouraged if, yeah, if you're yeah. not where you think you should be in college because right. um, that was definitely hard for me but yes go in with high expectations for yourself go in with clear goals um, senioritis is a real thing and mm-hmm. I had senioritis starting in my sophomore year so yeah. a lot of it is a struggle and there's not uh, there's not a lot of desire to get schoolwork done when there's all this other exciting stuff going on so go in with high expectations and clear goals and good organization um, and those things will really lead you to success um, among all the other fun things of college. Right? So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Shelby. Yeah, like Shelby has been such a strong influence in my life <laughs> and she's always saying like super amazing things that always make me feel, oh, you know, shucks. more more prepared <laughs> and 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 just more at peace and so I hope that you were able to have that same experience as well. Thank you so much. Thank so you. thank you, Shelby. Yeah, I just want to say one last thing mm-hmm. um, for everybody. There's no right or wrong way to mm. do what you're doing. Um, what's best for you is going to be best for you. Yeah. And what's not right for you could be the best thing for somebody else. And that's perfectly okay. And just knowing yourself and knowing your heart um, and following what you believe to be true and what you believe is the right thing for you is the most important. Um, and to, yeah, just follow what what your heart says instead yeah. of what TV or movies or yep. the college applications or the college websites say. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Keep it real, right? Yes. Keep it real. Yes. Um, Shelby, where can people connect with you? I know you're on, are you, are you on Instagram? I am on Instagram. Okay. Um, I can link your account below. Yeah, link my account. That's totally In the fine. notes, connect with Shelby. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn because I mm-hmm. am an adult and have yes, to have one a of professional. those. <laughs> yeah. Another tip. Make it make LinkedIn, LinkedIn now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so Super, important. yeah. But um, connections with me on LinkedIn too. Um, that's a really great resource, a great opportunity to network um, mm-hmm. with people in your community, people you never would have 
considered talking to. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome things, yeah. Okay, well I encourage you to connect with Shelby. Please let us know what you think. And thank you so much for listening. As yeah. always. Thanks guys. Keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs>